What's up, everybody? This is Jeffrey Lofton, otherwise known as Who Is That Again? And I want to welcome you to another episode of The Broke Millennial Podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We're about to get in some real talk today. But before we get into that, please be sure to give us a follow on IG and Twitter at Broke Meal Pod. And make sure you share this podcast so we can put as many people on as possible. Look, it's a podcast for the real ones. And as you listen to the first few episodes... I hope you've been able to hear and glean something valuable from the transparency and authenticity of these guests. Now, today we are going to hear two real stories from guys who are out here living this life for real. They've dealt with managing expectations and burning out and exploring side hustles. And our first guest is Philip Rotten, who I first knew as a drummer, but he's also a comedian, has some great insight on getting into that and some things that he's learned. Let's check them out. What's up, Lip? Man, what's going on, bro? (laughs) Not much, man. You know, like I said, this is kind of a conversation um, where, you know, we're just kind of talking, you know, about different paths to success because, you know, everybody ain't going the same direction everybody's not doing the same stuff um you know and i think sometimes people can kind of get discouraged because they're like well i'm not doing what so-and-so is doing and you know or i i haven't reached this particular milestone at this age or anything like that so really man first of all i want you to introduce yourself uh you know just kind of tell me you know how you got to how you got to where you are? What's some interesting stuff you're doing, and just how you feeling? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm Philip Broughton, aka Filled Up, uh, <laughs> comedian slash drummer. Uh, let's see. I um I'm not where I want to be in comedy, but I love I do still appreciate love where I'm at, having a good time. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It was a rough road to even get where I am. Okay. Um, because you gotta, you know, it's, it's a million obstacles. You got, and then you got so many things to think about while you're doing it. But you gotta really just stay focused. You know, mm-hmm. you got your pressures. You got your pressures from the people that's not in the comedy game, and you yeah. got your pressures from people in the comedy game, and your own pressures. You know, mm. uh, and you gotta uh. you gotta remain level headed through it all, and not you know, you're not 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 way too over into one area, and just stay focused on the main thing. But it's a, it's real hard starting off because you know it's not like a school you go to really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can practice it. You can practice at home, but it's nothing like when you perform in front of people. You can be real good in the mirror, but when yeah. you get out in front of people, it's a lot different. <laughs> right. Why? Here's my question. All right. Was comedy like, when did you know you wanted to do comedy? Let's kind of deal with that. Well, I've always loved it. Like, mm-hmm. really loved it. You know, I could even listen to just audio and not even watch videos of comedy. But, um... I just went to an open mic one night, man. And I was like, man, I think I can, I'm going to get a shot. You know? Oh, man. Let me just, let me just try it out. I'm going to hop out there. And when uh-huh. I hopped out there and got some laughs, uh-huh. I was like, oh, hold up. Let me <laughs> let me go back. Let me go work on this for real and go back. And then after that, I just kept going. And I man. Didn't, didn't stop after that. Really? So, okay. Yep. All right. So, You've always loved comedy, all right? So here's a question. Who kind of, who's, I guess, your inspiration comedically? I get, I think that's the word. Comedically, who's kind of your inspiration? 
who do you model yourself after? Or if not, if no one, who do you, maybe a group of people? Um, well, I don't really take a style. Like, I don't know. I'm really just myself. Okay. That's another reason I love it, because I'm, I'm not really putting on an act of, you know, I'm not a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not like one yeah. person. It's it's kind of just me. If people know me and they come to my show, it's like, yeah, that's something people <laughs> really say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a that's a fun aspect to it but mm-hmm. yeah that was um oh man robin williams is my favorite wow really comedian yeah uh okay. him and and i love of course the greats in the game like mike epps and the most underrated giant to me is the veil crawford really okay yeah, man oh man but 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 my style i love all of them but yeah. I don't really like if you see my comedy and look at theirs, you wouldn't really yeah. compare it, you know. Right. But right. But yeah. Cool, so, man. But Robin Williams definitely. That was as I, I look at him like he's he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he's out of his world. Yeah, but well, okay. Yeah. Let's deal with that because I wouldn't have guessed that. So let's deal with that. What what what's so intriguing to you about Robin Williams? Why do you like him so uh, much? Well, like. When, when comedians give you a, a joke, you know, a lot of times they may they may put like um just like one aspect on it or two aspects, mm-hmm. two versions of the what's going on with the joke. And it might be the black version mm-hmm. and like the white version. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. Robin Williams in real time when he tells a joke. He'll tell a joke and give you four aspects from like a black lady, a redneck, a Jewish man, a football coach. He'll do all yes. of them just right there, just on the spot on what's man. going on. Like, and that's 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 crazy. That's like a three-headed monster. That's he's he's lit. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And also, and also, he had a great a great run. Yeah, with all the moves and everything too. Was, yeah, whew. I watch Miss Doubtfire probably like every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So cool, cool, cool. Well, that's why comedy. But then I also kind of want to know what's like what's comedy like the first thing you want to do like when you graduate high school. Like what kind of what were you looking looking to do? Well, uh, I'm a drummer, so. I definitely wanted to just I wanted to land the tour. I wanted to be on tour playing drums with somebody yeah. famous or just at least some big, big crowd. You know, right. I wanted to play in some some big crowd. So Yeah, man. And, I hear that. And that kind of didn't really go that way. I mean, I still can, but it yeah, didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. It didn't go that way at the time. Yeah, give the drummer now. You be out <laughs> oh, thank there. You, thank you. Yeah, man. yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you man yeah so all right so kind of what's next man what's what's next with you uh next is just really elevating in the comedy game you know mm-hmm. um being a bigger brand mm-hmm. making more noise and being taken more seriously <laughs> i hear you i definitely, hear you i definitely. hear you a lot what of people, areas? Yeah. Oh, my bad. A lot Go of ahead. people thought I hop. A lot of people thought I just hopped in to just do something cool or just to be famous. But I once I hopped in, I really love it. It's it's really dope. Like <laughs> it's oh, the man. most it's the most honest thing in the world. I think the most honest game. Yeah. You know, like you can have you can have somebody famous or somebody extremely attractive mm-hmm. you know what i mean on stage but if they're not funny crowds don't fake laugh nah. they're not gonna they're not gonna, <laughs> they're no. not gonna play that they're not gonna play that so it's no it, yeah it's the most honest game so it's most it's honest cool. game that's awesome yeah. man that's awesome a big thing that i want to do is um with this podcast be able to put people on so right. when I when I get with you, so I want to know, you know, how can people connect with you, um, and where you gonna be next, so that people can get to, you know, find you, you know, where you gonna be, that type of stuff, so they can keep up with you as you're as you kind of uh, continue to kind of blaze this trail. Yeah, got you, man. Got you. Yeah. But my um, 
I see my Instagram is I'm filled up. I M P H I L L E D U P filled up. My email Philip dot Broughton. My name B R O U G H T O N number four at Gmail for booking. You know, hit me up there. Um, and my Instagram, I'll let you know where I, where I'm at uh, awesome. with shows coming up. And I got some really cool things coming up, man, to bless Atlanta and Athens. I'm ready. All right. I'm I was ready. gonna ask. Yeah. We 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 in Atlanta and Athens. That's yeah. all right, y'all. Yeah. So y'all be <laughs> on the lookout for filled up. Yes, sir. I'm filled up on yes, Instagram. Sir. And uh, y'all follow him, catch up with him, keep up with him. He'll be between Atlanta and Athens, and we're going to believe he's going further than that. So y'all need to catch him while he's local. (laughs) Catch him while he's local. The most honest game. Look, like I told you, we're trying to expose you to different paths to success. That doesn't always look the same to everyone. But if you've got an interest or a passion for something, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. The next, we have an interview with my friend Mackenzie Carlton. Mackenzie is a recent college graduate who started out his career and quickly experienced the detriments of burnout. He's gone through the process of changing jobs and has learned a lot. I believe his perspective is tremendously valuable to those who are early in their careers. Let's check him out. I am so happy to have with me one of the smartest people I know. Ain't it crazy? Like, I love talking to people that are smarter than me and know more stuff than me. And, like, when they graduate college, they, like, had, like, a legit GPA and not one that I just had to be like, you know, we got out. Uh, And so I am so glad to have my friend Mackenzie with me. We've known. Well, hold up. I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then I'll talk more about how we met before but Mackenzie please introduce yourself man I appreciate that Jeffrey you know thank you um for having me on you know broke millennial podcast um of course my name is Mackenzie I go by Max who um man I, I th- that's funny you you, you saying that that's smarter than you think I'm not smarter than you man <laughs> I'm not smarter than you man you, you know something something that's interesting is I've, I've really realized you know talking to more people how much people can accomplish and how intelligent people really are you know yeah. more than they even would, would see it, it's it's surface value so yeah. yeah wow I appreciate that man listen I still say you know um I have an old soul, okay? <laughs> I know I have an old soul. I talk old, I dress old, I can't dance like I'm old. You know what I mean? I mean, with me, uh, so Mackenzie was actually an intern in our office for a number yep, of yep. years. Um, and I remember y'all, Mackenzie was trying to teach me one of them dances one time. The What oh, was man. it called? This was a few oh, years ago. Whatever they were doing on Fortnite, I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> I don't know. That, they, they, they probably know. The, they're listening. They know the dance. They know the little They dance. know the dance. And so I'm With over here. Arms. I was trying. Was the backpack kid thing or whatever? Oh, it was yeah. I think it was the backpack. Yep. I think that is exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Still can't do it. But, you know, I appreciate <laughs> that somebody was patient enough with me to try. You know what I mean? That's no, what man, I was. You're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have learned that ain't my lane. You know, I I talk. I'm expressive when I talk. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell a couple of jokes every now and again. You know, those types of things. So, um, so yes. So Mackenzie, you know, he worked with me, like I said, for um for a few years here. Um, the story is so when I first started at job at said place that I will not mention. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> when I first started working at that job, I was, of course, the very much the very youngest um, person. I was fresh out of college. And um, where I uh, I came in and like, I mean, there were little subtle things I'm going to tell y'all about real quick. So one of the first things that happened to me was, <laughs> this is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I brought ramen noodles to work one time to eat. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, this ain't, this probably ain't that funny. It's kind of sad. But anyway, I brought ramen <laughs> noodles to work to eat, right? And so I'm up in there doing it up. You know, I got my seasonings. I had my seasonings. I brought all my stuff because I don't just use the seasoning pack. I don't know who who out there is like me. I didn't just use the seasoning pack. I would put Tony's in there. I put seasoning, salt in there, salt, pepper, all oh, kinds of stuff. Be, Excuse me. Yeah, you know. You know, blood pressure, all of that. You know, anyway, it's fine. I'm good now. I'm great. You know, Um, so anyway, I was chefing it up, as Mackenzie said. And one of my coworkers, um, he was an older male. Now, just let that be. And he walked in and he said, are those ramen noodles? And I was like, yes. And he was like, Dude, you're a bum. And I was like, pause. What a cause. And I above ramen ramen noodles. Right. Like, okay. So being you, you coming fresh out of college, you have any experiences (laughs) at work that just kind of made you sit back and be like, that was a microaggression. Man, yeah, I mean, I, I, I only because I had one so recently. Yeah, uh, that, I, I mean, I don't want to say it just just in case, you know, uh, this is at my new place of work. So I'm, I'm going to hold that one down, actually. OK, <laughs> OK. I'm, too, I'm not established enough yet to, <laughs> if they to get in there. But it happened, though. Right. But it happened. I've, I've seen the experience for sure where, where it's like that. That's not my what, <laughs> you know, what prompted you to say that? Right. Did you say that? Yep. Right. I mean, okay. So I'm sitting here, and so in it, so I'm telling the story. You know, I'm telling my life story before Mackenzie got there. Right. So I'm. So that was instance number one. Okay. Right. Instance yeah. number two. Mackenzie, I What's started up? on August third, twenty fifteen. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I worked the summer camp at my church up until like July thirty first. Right. I got paid on the first. This is the third. UGA at the time, I was not getting paid again to the end of the month. Oh. That's a little, that's a little limpy. So far away. Mind you, the money that I was making for the summer camp was money that you know i was using to still kind of live in athens and pay for an apartment that i shared with three other people so as you can imagine (laughs) there's a little gap there (laughs) so the first day i was there Mm. they took me to lunch okay paid which is always nice on the first day on the night uh, very nice on the first day Beautiful on the first day, right? I'm sorry, if you if you don't mind, for anyone who's listening, <laughs> you, you know you found a good spot when they take you out to lunch on the first day. You know the, they could catfish you, but make sure they do that. They take you to lunch, and it ain't shabby, right? Because during the interview process, they used to do this thing which they called the trough. I'm letting y'all lean on all the trade secrets. Anyway, they would do this trough <laughs> test. Where they would okay. take you out to eat and they take you somewhere where the food was real like messy and they see what you're gonna do you know so they order like sandwiches yeah they would order like little sandwiches or a salad or something and you know folks mm-hmm. come in there and order like ribs and pork sandwiches right. you know, and just mess stuff up you know <laughs> and so they would always joke when they was on interviews like Jeffrey, he came. He was he was eating with no hands. <laughs> he just ducked his head into the bowl, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh lord, you know. But that was oh, no. the test, right? So that's so they that was kind of the running joke because they wanted to see how people would act. They also wanted to see what type of stuff you would order. So like, right. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good there. personality test. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I order steak and lobster tails, and they're like. Is somebody else paying for it? Are you going to order steak and lobster to him? Like, I mean, be conservative. So, <laughs> correct. The first day, took us out to eat, paid for it. Right. Easy. Nice. 
two weeks later. Okay. Two weeks later, one of my coworkers left the job, right? He, he, um, he was leaving. Okay. So we went to lunch. Do you think that they paid for, for that, for, for me, for everybody? They invited me to go. I was going to say, they invited you to go. <laughs> I bet they asked if you wanted some food, though, right? Man, that's two weeks later. That's, that's so the gap that you didn't get. You still got two weeks to that, next, to that paycheck, huh? Five. Oh. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Mind you, I'm asking my daddy for $20, you know, every week. You know, mm-hmm. daddy, I need gas money. Uh, daddy, I need food. You know, I'm asking him right. for money every week. So here I am. And they say, let's all go to lunch. Rookie, rookie, rookie. I'm thinking they're going to pay. Thankfully, we sit down and my old boss, you remember my old boss? Oh, she yeah. said, mm-hmm. yeah, she goes, she goes, separate checks. And I was like, so I'm going to ask you, Mackenzie, what do you mm. think your friend Jeffrey did in that situation? Oh, man. That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like there's a couple possibilities. I know I know. one of them probably wasn't pay. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Here's what Jeffrey did. Jeffrey said, oh, thank you. That just made my choice for me. I'll take a water. <laughs> and they were like, oh, they, that's great. they said, and they had the nerve, Kenzie, the nerve to say, um, Jeffrey, you're not going to eat? Of course not. I'm at a restaurant. <laughs> I ordered water. I said nothing for me. Do you really think, <laughs> like, you can't put that together? And when I get back to the office, now I'm scrambling around and I'm looking for change in my drawer so I could go down to the snap machine. Do you really think? <laughs> and you had the nerve to ask, Jeff, are you going to eat? Anyway, so that is when, okay, right. So this is, this, this is what happened next. We was at the restaurant. Everybody start. Everybody noticed I wasn't eating. They yucking it up, yuck, 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 like with each other, you know. And I'm just, yeah. And I'm like trying not to, you know, watch them. And y'all, that was me, like acting like I was slipping out of straw. I'm still learning how to like not be dumb in this mic. But anyway, it's fine. It's cool. For <laughs> so I um, was sitting there trying to drink my water, yeah, and I caused the scene. I was like on my phone, just was. I was there. I was present, right? You know, I was I was there. Yo boss, whose name we won't say. Not your boss. But your boss. <laughs> and you know what I got, you know I gotta do it. I, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna do it because I don't wanna get canceled. <laughs> 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 oh man, if only they knew that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna get canceled. But she said, Do you want me to order something for you? And I looked at her and I said, no, because it was so late in the meal. By the time she would have yeah, ordered yeah. Me something, mm-hmm. this point, and then like, it would have created fine, a yeah. whole big thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you want to know what this woman did? What happened? That same week, actually, it was the week that I got my first paycheck. She walked oh, nice. in and she saw my name, and she said, "I'll be right back." And went to her office, mm-hmm. came back, fifty dollar gift card. That's beautiful. Look, man. Gotta love that generosity. From a manager, right? From a manager. And people wonder why I only want to work for her. Yeah, you know, that then that ends up being the case. You know, a lot of people stay with the jobs because the people over anything else. Yeah, man. Now that was a long story. To kind of tell I mean, y'all it, the environment. I would say it's a good theme, you know? It, I mean, it's the Broke Millennial Podcast, man. You know, it's hard out here some days, man. Look, it's I'm like, you get a job, it's still hard out here. You upgrade a <laughs> job, it's still hard out here, man. Let me tell you. Oh, man. So, Mackenzie, tell What's me up? about mm-hmm. maybe a manager you had at the old place mm-hmm. or one you got at the new place that you was like, you know what? I could go to war for this person. Him or her. Hmm. 
Um, um, am, am I like uh, first job? Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll give a quick little elevator speech, I guess, to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. give you some, some background. So, you know, um, of course, my internship like really started in college, uh, my junior year, where, of course, you and I met and worked together. Um, and then my senior year, uh, once I graduated college, I ended up um, catching a gig in cybersecurity where, you know, where I majored and uh, I was doing like vendor security audit. And so um, at this place, um, of course, I had uh, more like a team lead and then like a direct manager and um, pretty close knit kind of team, probably like 15 people. And um, the team lead kind of um, was just really easy to talk to. Like, you know, she was the one who was someone's birthday, like she's, she's gonna bring you in Chick-fil-A. Like, you know, like if everyone's, she's running out to lunch, she's gonna ask everyone like, yo, like I'm about to head somewhere. Like, do y'all oh, want God. something? Do you wanna come with us? You know, she was that kind of person. Like she would, you know, even, she wouldn't invite, she would invite you sometimes and pay for the food. You know, you don't run into that love issue. It. Love, love it. it, you know, just generous, just really kind, man. You know, she was, she was the one I, I'd go to war for, you know, D during my time of, she did, end up like leaving during that time and I, you know the I, best I one to do <laughs> the best one to do like that <laughs> very true man yeah but but it was very she she was the one I, I'd probably I'd probably go go to war for I mean but even then I know you're talking about you know your boss now you know she's another one though like you know yeah it, it's yeah. just it's been interesting my managers um at my current job that I've started I've been there about two months I've only had um you know, women managers of this point. And, and they've really just been, you know, very, very good at their job. You know, mm -hmm. Very passionate about their job, very thorough. And then, you know, that human aspect of, you know, really nurturing kind of the people around you to, mm -hmm. so they want to do their job well. You know, that, yeah. that, that's something I think was, was very nice and kind of instilling people kind of, you know, keep that, keep the ball rolling. Cause like you say, you got to pick your head up. You don't want to be at the job. You know, if you have people yeah, around you that yeah. are positive too, at least you can positively kind of get through your job. You know? so. Get through the day, man. That's it. Yeah. You know, you brought up some. That's something so. that I've had the pleasure of experiencing with a number of my of my managers. And the mm -hmm. couple of rough little experiences I had that first month ended up subsiding. Uh, thankfully, because they realized. So the culture of the organization when I first started. Mm -hmm was that it was it was older like everybody who worked there was older they did not have younger people working there so they these folks were like established they weren't in that job because they were trying to get rich you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm trying to make money so <laughs> you know i came Listen. in there and i was like what's what are we doing <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you what's know? the fastest way to get paid <laughs> yeah i'm like so <laughs> how can i uh make some more money so um you know the so the culture there they didn't really get like oh this is a kid that really doesn't have i had parents mm -hmm. who would not let me go hungry and would not let me not have a roof over my head okay right so if it ever got to that point you know i always had a fallback right mm -hmm. but as far as like becoming independent and living on my own i was not established mm -hmm. to that point to where i could just do things all willy-nilly and comfortable you know <laughs> you know i had yeah. i needed some help you know yeah. and i think um <clears throat> I think that culture shock for them was uh, when they saw me struggling, they didn't understand how to like gracefully, I guess, kind of bridge that gap. You get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's an excellent point. You know, um, just kind of, you know, they're established, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the, at least the, the people you work with in your organization are, you know, need that kind of ex expertise and kind of, you know, walk these paths to, Mm -hmm. to get to a point to be so established to get the job they're in yeah you know so i guess it, it does kind of make sense in that perspective you know by comparison um the, the place i was at all young kids we're all we all young college kids wow. all 22 23 20 <laughs> you know, like the, oh 
Yeah, like everyone was really young. Like, you know, I'd probably say that on average, like, you know, if someone was older, they'd be like 28 older. Like, you know, they're not older at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, so we're all struggling this. together. <laughs> wow. So they, and, and that's the thing. And that's what I was missing at the job when mm-hmm. I first started was like somebody that understood that. Cause like I said, I mean, our boss who ended up being our boss. Right, right, right. That lady wasn't hurting. <laughs> listen, shout out to her. I'm trying to listen. When I, when I come back to this this podcast, I'm gonna be just like her. Yeah, I, bruh. The, I, the broke the broke millennial podcast, but not for long. It's silent. <laughs> Look, you ain't even realize. I ain't tell you my first tagline. I ain't said it in a while. I ain't uh, uh, broke now, but ain't trying to be broke forever. And that's why oh, we're doing okay. this. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You ain't trying to struggle forever out here. But yeah, so yeah. like um understanding like the culture, the kind of the culture of the organization. So of course I had to kind of get in some race and some space to kind of understand that hey, no, it is a struggle out here. We're not just all, you know, I you you can't just be like Jeffrey, let's pick up and go to this expensive behind restaurant and right. everybody paying separately. Cause Jeff's gonna have to be like, fam, I I can't, I can't go. Um, and so <laughs> that was the overall like culture before you got there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so then you came in um, and it was kind of like, it was kind of like, okay, finally somebody who might understand <laughs> what I'm going through. <laughs> fresh grad, man. Tell me about like what your thoughts like when you first came in to that to that space. Um, man, you know, I so my dad is the one who kind of had the connection in order to get me an interview for, mm-hmm. to be in the position and even be in this internship. So because of the what the company did and the relationship my dad had with this organization, um. I kind of knew what ex- had a expectation of what the culture would be and kind of, you know, the type of people who were there or even like, you know, demographic kind of. Yeah. Know. So yeah. I wasn't as surprised by, I guess, but it's also, you know, it, it's kind of strange, you know, when you're in college, you're around all these people that are your age and you go work and it's every, it's, you know, it can be anyone, you know, we, we had people in our office that are like, you know, 50, 60 plus mm-hmm. <laughs> we had people in our office who were like 30. You had people in my office who were my age, like 19 at the time. So yeah, man, you, know, you have that kind of gap of, of people is just kind of interesting to see, you know, how, how everyone's gonna, gonna interact with each other really. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's been funny. I even, I'll tell this story. This happened recently and mm-hmm. I'll, we'll talk offline to see if you could guess who said this, but somebody asked me, <laughs> they looked at me and um, I told them I like to wear my fisher hat when I'm walking outside or whatever. And they're like, do you get sunburned? And I said, um, <laughs> Yes, like I got skin. I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't like being that. Why I don't be outside like that? You know? Man. But, but I understand kind of those like those little things. It's like, bro, that ain't something you ask somebody. You know what I've learned about professionalism is it just doesn't exist. So you yeah, know, <laughs> you try your best. Try your best. You won't. You really do. <laughs> It just doesn't really exist. I'm sitting here like, okay, because you would expect after all this diversity, equity, and inclusion training that we get, that you would learn how to not ask questions like that. You know, I just went through mine. The trainings are conclusive. You know, I don't, I don't, if you didn't know, the trainings are conclusive enough. You know, we, that, that's a good point. My training that I recently did, you know, the trainings are always a little boring. You don't really want to do them. But it's by far one of the best I've ever seen. It was so centered towards like, you know, the time. We are in a time where, of course, you don't want to say anything where like you offend someone, whether you're you're 
um, aware of it that it's going to be offensive or not, you know? Right. So right. it kind of addressed kind of aspects of, you know, like unconscious bias and mm-hmm. things that you shouldn't say or, you know, if you're, you shouldn't address or, you know, if you're mm-hmm. not sure how to address it, even stuff like that. So right. I feel like at that point, you go through this training of professionalism, code ethics, or whatever, you should be on a decent page because you just started. Like, how are you <laughs> coming in? <laughs> And causing problems with your coworkers, you know, a couple months right. in, and, and you know, saying, and, you know, and like, you, you know, and- <laughs> right, and you know, and it's like oh, that age gap, man. That has been a difficult, um, a difficult road to kind of manage. It's uh, you know, it is, and so, and I can tell you know, and so that that on top of like the rigors of your job, having to kind of manage that coming into that place, coming straight out of college. That has been that was um, was a bit of a challenge. Of course, I made it this long, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm doing okay. But right. you know, it's still kind of you'd be like, "Ooh, y'all used to just talk, to talk like that." You know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> just used to be okay with it. You know, yeah. so that that. Um, but yeah, kind of bridging that gap, man. That's that's been something we've been kind of kind of struggling with. And that's, I mean, that's part of the that's part of this, man. It's an outlet, so we can hear these types of types of conversations because i guarantee you ain't nobody there uh, well other people are going through this and they looking for you know how do you how do you kind of navigate that so you mentioned that you recently switched paths talk to me about that yeah so you know uh i don't know why everyone i don't know if everyone tries to look for a job for the same reason but i i was looking for a job at my old place because i was burnt out <laughs> i was tired mm. <laughs> needed a change yeah um th- that's that's my nice way of saying it uh really <laughs> so a- as i kind of started to to look around what i'll say is um you know i was in an entry level um position in my field which again like mm. cybersecurity, information technology um so what what happens is you know you start entry level and you find this entry level position that they already required you like four years of experience for right mm-hmm. <laughs> even though mm-hmm. what you didn't have and so you, you you work there for a little bit <laughs> and you, you you show you earn your stripes you you meet the vice president you, you shake hands with the ceo you do some work and they promote you one time you know and what mm-hmm. happened is when i got that first promotion is that's when i was able to start leveraging uh, my entry level experience into something else mm. and granted like it took me a while to get there but but I think that me staying and holding on to to something even though I wasn't necessarily that satisfied with and getting to that promotion actually was you know, very beneficial for me you know to find and leverage again you know something um a way out and so um with this with this job hunt like it it if you've ever job hunt before, I, I hope if you you are listening to this, if you're a broke millennial, you you've you've done this, <laughs> you've probably failed. <laughs> you know, you come out of college, you start looking for jobs, and and it's like you apply like a hundred different places, and you don't hear back from them. Or it's just like you apply a hundred different places, and eighty places have all just rejected you. You know, so you finally get to this point, you start hitting interviews, right, and then. Um, you know, for me personally, I started messing up on the interviews because I'd spent so much time exhausting myself wow. looking for jobs. I'd get in the interview and be ready for the interview and then kind of not be that prepared, you know? Mm. And so what happened is I kind of found a way to kind of compartmentalize, you know, the goals. Like that's what I've kind of learned, you know, that discipline to, to you know, I'm, I'm in the place where I don't want to be, right? I want to get somewhere else, you know? obviously you're not going to get there immediately at least all the time you maybe can but you know what are the little things i can do to actually get myself there so you know one of the things i had i had constant feedback actually from my girlfriend she was you know this pandemic like she was home enough to where she'd hear me on some of these interviews she's like well you know here's my feedback for you on the interview and this is something you can work on you know for your next interview so that's like one little small goal that i can work on and keep in mind then it's like you know, what position am I looking for? Like, what do I want to do? You know, like each day I'd kind of narrow it down and even if I don't apply for a job, it's like, what do I actually want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So each little goal kind of is what gets you there, you know, and it makes it easier, you know, if you kind of put time aside. So during the days of me working, I would have interviews, you know, I, 
I ran meetings at nine o'clock in my previous job and I would do interviews at 8.30 sometimes, you know, 8.30, 8.55 and I hop off the call at 8.55 and run a meeting at nine o'clock. You know, I'd find the time to, <laughs> to get stuff done, you know? So, you know, I'd have some interviews midday, interviews one to one thirty. So, so just kind of finding ways to just kind of put time aside to kind of research something or work on accomplishing something um, really helped me kind of get into that next role. Um, so my next role was actually something really similar to what I was doing previously. Um, I'm in a, I was in an audit role. Now I'm in an audit role. So for example, my promotion actually was, um, you know, I got promoted from auditor to senior auditor. Mm. You know, I'm actually now at the place I am now is the senior associate. You know, I'm a senior auditor at this place as well. And, you know, again, mm -hmm. back to that promotion. Had I not gotten that promotion, I don't think that I would have been considered for the position, sure. especially based on kind of the entry level experience, mm -hmm. you know, but because, you know, I kind of spent time kind of researching the company I was applying for, um, you know, I've been exposed to them, had this experience, um, able to, you know, land my way into this job. You know, this is the last interview, obviously, you know, once you find the job, it's like, woo. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, the interview was perfect. I'd gotten all my feedback. I nailed all the loops. You know, elevator speech was perfect. <laughs> you know, Bad so, man. yeah. So th that's kind of how I found myself um, able to, to switch jobs, really. And, and, you know, one of those things that I guess, like, for, for people who are trying to switch careers or even enter a career, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So you, mm -hmm. you really do have to have to sit time aside to, to figure out how you you are going to build Rome brick by brick. Yeah, you know, man. It, it is the, the brick by brick that, that built it, you know? Yeah. How long did that process take? Oh. And you put a time man. on it? Man, uh, that process probably took closer to eight months. Eight month period, you know? I, I The thing is, and then, you know, SOS, you knew I was looking for a job. All my coworkers, Close enough <laughs> to me, knew I was looking for a job. You know, family yeah. and friends knew I was looking for a job. Like every, <laughs> like if if any, any only person who didn't know were you know the people, my official direct manager. Yeah. So, like even you know I had help from people. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar. You're you're probably familiar. You know, at this point, Robinhood, the investment mm -hmm. platform. Like, you know, there's a guy who worked at my company who. Um, you know, like two weeks before I had applied for Robinhood or a couple of Robinhood positions. And then I found out he's leaving. I'm like, oh man, he's leaving like that. He's such a nice guy, you know, so I'd see him go. I go look on LinkedIn. He's a, in the Robinhood position I applied for. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? I'm like, we do the same job. <laughs> like we do the same job, we, you know. But, you know, I messaged him. I was like, hey man, congrats. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's so funny. I just applied, you know, put a word in. Work that in. For, for me. <laughs> Let me work yeah. that in real you quick. Know, yeah, I know yeah. you knew, but. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, actually, so friendly, again, friendly guy. It was pretty, we weren't super close. You know, we worked together well and, you know, I knew him. So, you know, a couple months passed by and he actually hits me back with an opportunity where Robin Hood was like looking for someone. And, and, you know, I appreciate the fact that he even, you know, reached out and kept me in mind like months later. And I was like, you know, I'm not sure if you're still interested or looking for a position, but something opened. You know, granted that position did not end up working out. But the <laughs> fact that, you know, I did kind of have like, you know, I made this connection with someone enough to where they really felt like, you know, oh, like, you know, I, I know you're interested in this job here. This is an opportunity if you still want to pursue that, you know, there's only so much I can do on my end, obviously, but, you know, yeah. even you, you know, you sent me job, you know, if you want me to put a word in, you know, here's, here's a job. If you're interested in this, like it, it really does kind of take that village. And I, and I think, you know, something that, that I really learned from, from being able to find like a, a position is really paying it forward, you know? So, and, and that's kind of something I learned professionally, even, you know, a lot of a lot of generosity really kind of can come your way sometimes, especially when you're, you're not really expecting it. And so you really do have to kind of pay that generosity back, you know. Yeah. So now that I'm in this position, I, I'm really trying to help, you know, some some people now who are trying to get in careers or um, are looking for jobs. You know, I'm trying to help find them places or you know recommendations if someone asks me is like do you know someone who's looking for stuff so you know i'm man. trying to get more in that mindset of, of paying it back too so that's good man 
that's the way man that's the way to live honestly that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to live um and so i had um another question yeah, yeah, um as far as um you know this process how did you protect from the job search burnout to where you're like you know what maybe i should just stick this out maybe it's not gonna maybe it's oh, not gonna you know a, work you know i don't I don't mind telling you a couple of things, actually. That, that's a good story. So so with my job, um, I, I'd say when I started looking, it's probably like September, October-ish of 2020, yeah, last year. So um, rolled around to, I'm like, you know, my goal is to leave by the end of the year. I'm like, you know, January 1st, if I could find somebody somewhere, that'd be great. You know, we roll around to December. Of course, it didn't happen. Roll around to January, like, um, you know, bonuses come out. I'm like, oh, you know, a little bonus came out. Like, that's great. You know, I'm kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I mean, I could stick it out a little bit. You know, yeah. the bonus is looking good. You know, paychecks Ooh, a, little, a little better. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Then, you know, a couple of weeks go by. I'm starting doing stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I don't think I really can do this anymore. Wow. You know, what, what ends up happening is I get promoted. I'm like, oh, I got promoted. I didn't think I was going to get promoted. Like, that, that's great. You know, I'd stick it out through. You know, they obviously believe me enough to promote me. Everyone's not getting promoted. You know, trust me. <laughs> no, <where laughs> I was, everyone wasn't getting promoted. <laughs> so, you know, that I got promoted, hot, you know, paycheck raise. I'm like, all right, you know, like we're doing good. Like maybe I can, you know, see this through a little bit longer. Maybe I can, you know, hold off on the job search, you know, and, mm-hmm. And what would happen is, you know, I wouldn't do this job search, you know, two, three weeks at a time. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to relax. And then, you know, I'll hit a point where I'm just so burnt out at work. I'm like, I have to find something. Wow. I have to. But the thing is, you know, what added to, to me, I don't know uh, anyone else's experience for looking at the job or looking for jobs. But in my specific company, what would happen is, um, you know, uh, the environment was bad enough for a, a lot of people kind of were trying to leave. So one person left and it was like, boom, check mark. Right. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. you know, all, all that person's knowledge and experience and personal habits and nice genuineness is gone. Boom. Gone. Yeah. No offense. Like, you know, they just get replaced or whatever, but you know, they, all that's gone. Then, you know, you keep it going. You're like, man, lost a friend month go by. Boom. Lost a friend <laughs> month go by. Boom. Like I'm telling you, like between me, like leaving these eight months, I probably saw seven or eight of all of my closest coworkers at the organization leave. Wow. All of them. And wow. you know, to the point where I was probably like the last one, actually, I'm not even kidding. And so like, oh. it, it was even more that more, excuse me, that much more difficult to really stay on the job search when like, we're all doing the same job. I don't know how long everyone else has been looking, but I've been looking six, seven months applying for jobs. And, you mm-hmm. know, all my coworkers are finding jobs and leaving, you know? So it was a little discouraging. I'm like, we're all doing the same job. Like, you know, like I've been applying and I, I'm qualified, just qualified as the next guy, like, you know, or, or gal. I <laughs> Look, man, like I, 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 I didn't get it. You know, it was, it was really hard to, to stay encouraged really to keep looking but again like I think it was the compartmentalizing just every so often there were days when like I'd get off work and it's like seven o'clock I used to work really long hours sometimes you know the pandemic I'm working from home like you know I'm on the laptop from six to six six to seven eight like a.m so by the time I get off I'm like if I could just find jobs to save to go and apply for like tomorrow or like in the morning or you know a different time yeah and that's kind of like what what started helping me to really to, to find something yeah just sticking with it yeah you just gotta gotta stick with it and it's weird you know one of the things oh i remember my point from earlier actually um good go <laughs> so one of the things that uh i've seen a lot you know um as far as just accomplishing things you know you go to school for four years you get a degree course like you know that took someone like whatever their major is they are now like at least somewhat knowledgeable in their their field you know and so like for you to go and like try and accomplish something like you know if you want to start cooking you want to be a chef like you can cook for a year and you're fine you still might be okay in a year but you know once you put in four or five years cooking like you know you're probably amazing at Mm -hmm. cooking (laughs) you know you probably can can really 
cook a little filet mignon for somebody. You know? <laughs> put it together. Uh-huh. Yeah, put it together, creme brulee or something, you know? Uh-oh, so, uh-oh. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of, you know, the next thing. You, you can't expect kind of the instant results. You know, even mm-hmm. it, like, great, I would hope I wouldn't look for a job for a year. You know, if I were to look for a job, you know, two or three years, and it took me that long, it's just, it took me that long. But at least, you know, I probably really got good at you know mm-hmm. exactly what i was looking for when i got there you know sure two or three sure. years you know so yeah. just the little tasks you learn to do and career-wise you just got to understand that it does kind of just take time you know? yeah man yeah i told y'all he was one of the smartest people i know uh <laughs> and i also told y'all i said i had an old soul but he's got um wisdom <laughs> yeah, I, I got all the old antics, but Kenzie got the wisdom. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and so you you listening, you know, you listening to somebody who is a recent college grad, 2019, right? Yep, yep. 2019. Recent college grad. Mm-hmm. 24. I'm from uh, I graduated from Kennesaw. I don't mind saying that. I don't know. I graduated from Kennesaw. Um what is it? Who to who? Who to who? My goodness. I, I, I don't know. I guess they do that. <laughs> I tried to avoid that my four years. Who <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, man. I mean, shout out to Kennesaw, though. I mean, uh, apparently, you know, from my understanding, they have one of the best uh, information security, you know, fields kind of in the Southeast America. So, you know, that it's got me where I am today. So shout out to them for that one. Hello. Yes. Hey, daddy. <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know. But yeah, man, you know, I, I, I love that point you made about that, um, it takes how long it how long it takes. It Do you does. think it would have been shorter had you stuck with it, even when they even when you got those little like uh, carrots on a stick, uh, them little raises, <laughs> you know, Man, that I kind of. A... It, it could have, but you know, it, it gets so discouraging that it literally just it, it's just no results. It's yeah, just like throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. Because you know, you do eventually start hitting the sweep applies. Where you'd be like, I don't even know what this job says. Apply, <laughs> like, my resume, you know. So, yeah, man. Well, I tell you, um, last thing I kind of wanted to ask you about real quick was, um, yeah, yeah, please, please ask me. The, the so t- this episode is actually called the most honest game, and I really wanted to get your thoughts on side hustles so do you have any side hustles or anything that you you know you kind of want uh or something that you want to explore doing and uh, what are you kind of how are you kind of going about that man 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 i have a lot to say about side hustles on this game you know i don't usually get free games so y'all better stick in for this one I told y'all free game. <laughs> no, so so my my personal kind of side hustle right now is more of like um investment specific it, investments as far as um uh, the stock market, cryptocurrency, um that kind of thing. Uh, I don't do forex, but you know people do forex too. I, I do trade um stock market options. That is really kind of more of the the active way I do it. Um, I won't really get into that as much. But you know the thing is with with side hustles, you know. I work, obviously, you know, my job, right? And then the thing is, you want a side hustle so you can make as much money as possible, you know, with as minimal time as possible, right? So I work a nine to five, 40 hours a week, you know, Monday through Friday. The stock market is open 9.30 to four, Monday through Friday. Now, granted, that's the same time, right? But I can leave like a stock or do a trade leave it alone for an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, if I make an extra $100, $200, you know, during that time, I've made an extra $100, $200 on my day without doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine you make $100 every day. I think um, it's five days a week. Um, it's 20 trading days um, in, a, in a month. You make $100 over 20 days. That's $2,000 extra dollars that you've made. You know, for like, you know, you might not see that, but it's extra money that you've made that you didn't anticipate. Right. Like, but, but, you know, my example is only stock market specific. Right. But imagine mm-hmm. the same thing. Like um, I've, I've in the future, my, me and my girlfriend are work or yeah, we have plans to open an Airbnb at some point. Um, same thing. If you were to open an Airbnb and this Airbnb is bringing you this extra income, you know, that you're not having to spend time for you know the the point of the side hustle is to also continue your job 
at least until the side hustle can outpay what you're getting paid at your job. Then it's not a side hustle. You have a business, you know? Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is treat your side hustle with what it is and will end up being ideally, which is a business, you know? Yeah. You have to treat that as a bit. If, if you're, you know, a lot of people are very creative, you know, social media experts. If you are spending that time, you know, putting stuff on social media, right? And you start to get outpaid of what you're doing, you know, now it's a business. And the more more seriously you treat it as a business upfront, the better it'll be, you know? Yeah. So one of the, actually there's a guy I follow on um, Instagram. His name is Aristotle underscore investments. He's a dude from Atlanta. He's like a, he's like, a, he's 25. He's a t- like worth like $10 million. Good God of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this, <laughs> this, not so broke millennial. <laughs> not so broke at all. Yeah, so the bank like, broke. Yeah, <laughs> broke the bank. Yeah, man, man. But you know, so that's kind of one of the things he, he has a book or whatever. I haven't read the book, but you know, a lot of things he talks about is like you know that side hustle, like creating content. And you know, and he his book is a hundred dollars. I don't know why it's a hundred dollars, but you know, he actually I heard I heard, he I know it's a hundred dollars. He makes it a point to be like you know I'm genuine enough to where. This information is true, honest, transparent game. You know, like I'm only gonna put charge you this much for it because I genuinely believe that it is worth this much. Yeah. You know, once you start to, you know, and he treats it's his business, you know. Once you treat your business like your child, like a passion, that's really when you know your business will see the full effects of it. You know, you have to give it your all. And actually, back to that honest game, one of the things I'm struggling with right now is um. So I don't know if you've heard the saying, how you do one thing is how you do anything. Yes. That's something I'm focused on right now. You know, so going to work and you don't really do much at work and you don't really like, you know, get a lot of stuff done. When you start a business, you're probably not going to do that much work. You're probably not going to get that much done. So I've started to try and take like, you know, the little things. If you're working on a task to really see it through, just minimal things, you know, like, you have a to-do list, like work through the to-do list. Like, you know, you have a workout routine that you're hitting three times a week. <laughs> what's what's the face for, Jeffrey? <laughs> Why you no, got to get in my life like that? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. No, I'm trying to work on it myself, man. I only say it for me, too. I only say it for me, too. But yeah, you know, you have a workout routine that you're trying to do consistently. You know, go and do that workout routine, put in 100% get your sets in, get your reps in, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that'll transpose into whatever else you do. So, you know, yeah. just having that that fire kind of to go through stuff mm-hmm. really, you know, reflects. And then when you do start your side hustle and you start, you know, making this bread, you're already in it and you're passionate about it and you already got that drive behind you because you set this momentum up to always be, you know, full steam ahead. Man, look, y'all. I told y'all, free game. This is one of the smartest people I know. So you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when he go off and he go on and start him a a show on CNBC or something like that, (laughs) y'all can remember that you heard him here first on the Broke Millennial Podcast with Jeffrey Lofton, who was that again. So um, now you have a social media where you talk um, some about the um, trading. So how can people connect with you? Yes, yes. I appreciate you saying that. Um, my Instagram, it's money tree period training, moneytree.trading. That's uh that's my Instagram. Um on that page, I mainly do um it's more like a blog in a sense. Um I do post like uh stock options, like watch lists from time to time. I do trade analysis. Um, you know, the thing about the the market is it it's an environment. And what's weird about the market and I, what my goal is, at least with the page, is like they kind of get people, you know, their feet wet. Like mm-hmm. when when you start to pay attention more, or pick up on more and kind of experience and invest your money in the stock market, you start to see kind of the cycles and the environment. You get to feel it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really interesting and hard to describe, but it's like anything else. You know, you spend time in this environment and you start to see what happens in the environment, mm-hmm. you know. So the more exposure that you can get kind of the more helpful it gets. So like my goal is to kind of teach, you know, people kind of how you would read a chart, what looks like a good trade, um, what even is a stock option. Cause I, I, you know, for people who are kind of familiar with it, a lot of people are like, you know, they know like people make 
tens of thousands of dollars a day, easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Options. So, you know, a lot of people want to know, you know, how to do that. Granted, I don't have great days. Everyone don't have great days. But, you know, I, I do I do have some very lucrative days, you know. So yeah. I, I want to, you know, instill that knowledge in people. So hopefully they can um, make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, they can fund their side hustle or they can make options trading or stock options or stocks in general, their side hustle. You know, so. Well, look, y'all. That was a wide range of conversation, but y'all listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, I I'm only bringing folks on that are going to provide value for you. And again, this is free game. You ain't having to pay for this, all right? So, um, y'all connect with Money Tree Dot Trading on Instagram and get get you some of that education on that that's something you're interested in of course they he'll answer questions if you got questions you can oh, ask questions to the comments he responds to the comments so y'all do that and um please please connect 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 and um remember all right we broke now but we ain't trying to be broke forever incredible No matter where you are in the process, remember that it takes as long as it takes. Don't get caught up on time and schedules. Put the work in and be excellent in the small things. Now, did you like what you heard today? Well, it's a great time for you to share this podcast. We're trying to put you on to this free game while also giving our guests a chance to share their stories, which are of incredible value tell real stories over here so please share it and be sure to follow us on ig and twitter at broke meal pod we'll see you next week